Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Your girlfriend wants you to go back to selling cocaine? That's what this says here. Yes, this is, this is true. So what made you quit? Honestly, I just got too paranoid. Sure. I was moving a lot of weight. Yeah, I mean, that and must then, be like consistent 24-7 paranoia doing that. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it, it comes with the job. There's the feds, there's the other people who know that you're, you know, carrying a lot of cash. There's there's all sorts of uh, potential potential enemies out there to sabotage you. Hello? Hello? Hey, this is Tyler from Nebraska. It is. Can I say here, Tyler, what, uh, what you told the call screener? Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, Tyler, it says here that uh, your girlfriend wants you to start back selling cocaine. It says that you are a, a retired drug dealer um, and you've sort of quit the game, but she wants you to start back up. Is that is that an accurate an accurate uh, description of, of your situation? Yeah, that's accurate, yeah. Alright, so um, how long were you selling cocaine for? Uh, cocaine, not that long. It started out actually in 2017. Started out with ecstasy. And then I went, moved away from college, started, then I went into weed, and that just got too slow. I got money hungry, and like I was selling QP of wax every week, but the money was just too slow. Then I went into back into selling ecstasy because that's what I was known for, and then. After that, I took up cocaine, and then that's really where the money started coming in from all directions. Even with that also, it gave me more hookups, per se. Hmm. So why did you... Okay, so you did that for, you said, you said a, few, a few years. Well, let's see. I started um, in 2017, mm-hmm. so four years. Okay, about four years. So, what made you quit? Uh, let's see. Well, one of them is, cause honestly, I just got too paranoid. Because I was right. moving a lot of weight. Sure. I was moving a lot of weight. Like, with the XC, maybe like 
a QP every like two weeks. Yeah, I mean that and must then, be like consistent twenty four seven paranoia doing that. Oh yeah, and I mean it it comes with the job. If you you ask anybody it's always like that. Because that's a felony time. There's the feds, there's the other people who know that you're, you know, carrying a lot of cash. There's there's all sorts of uh, potential potential enemies out there to sabotage you. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't... I know I said I, like, with the weed, the money got too slow. But I wasn't, like, that drug dealer that's gonna push everything off. You know, like, with the ecstasy and whatnot, I, like, I warned people that, hey... This is pretty close to meth. You know, and I would just... I would warn people about... The dangers of these drugs. And they still bought it. So... Mm. Well, okay. So you quit because... uh, You know, it was getting to be too much for you. Whatever the money wasn't... uh, Oh, and... It also says says here... That you, you quit because you met your girlfriend... And that was part of it. Yeah, because, like, I met her two weeks later, she gets pregnant. You met... Wait, so you got her pregnant two weeks after you met her? Oh, fuck yeah. But, okay. granted, I was st- I was dealing at that time, all right? And I, was, I had Zans on me. And for, like, two weeks, I, I don't remember shit. So, okay, so you have a... So you met this girl, two weeks after meeting her, she gets pregnant, and then you both decide to keep it. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, you said your kid's one now? Yeah, kid is one, yes. Okay, and how are you finding being a father? Uh, it's honestly not that bad. I thought it'd be a lot worse, but I was in... I was maybe in, like, ninth grade when my mom... Had her second child, and then she had another one. So honestly, I felt pretty ready, but there were still sure, you know, you were some pickups that I had. Us. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, and then how's your how's your relationship with uh, with your girlfriend? Great. Great. Okay, so you had a kid. Uh, okay, so you're dealing a bunch of weight, you meet a lady, you get her pregnant, you decided to keep it, you're liking being a father, it sounds, you're getting along well with the girlfriend, those are all good things, but we have a conflict now that you're telling me about, which is that you managed to make it out of the game, relatively unscathed, it sounds, and you're living your sort of post-credits scene life, um, but now your girlfriend wants you to go back to selling cocaine? That's what this says here. Yes, this is this is true. Why does she want you to go back? It sounds like everything is kind of uh, working out for you guys. It is. You know, we both have good jobs. I told the screener that, you know, with both of our incomes, we make five to six grand a month. So, I mean, it's not, not terrible. There's no need. Like, we have, we're not living paycheck to paycheck. We have, so then why does she, why does she want you to go back to selling cocaine then, if you guys are doing well? 
the extra money is what she says. Because I mean, if I put it into perspective, so if I if I were to get like an ounce of coke, sure, I can maybe flip that for a seven to eight hundred dollar profit. Sure, sure. Listen, listen. You don't have to sell us on the idea that dealing drugs is profitable. I think we all can uh, get behind no, yeah, that idea in and of itself. But, um. I, I listen, man. You clearly have an entrepreneurial spirit in you. Um, do maybe that could be applied to things that are uh, less uh, dangerous for you and your family, and uh, less detrimental to your mental health, and uh, uh, you know, to uh, uh, whatever. I mean, if you want to make extra money, are there other things that you feel like you could do to do that? Oh, definitely. But I think the problem here, maybe I haven't answered too completely about it, but I think it might be the fact that the money comes in so fast, you know? Right, but as fast as it comes, it too can go. Oh, yeah, you definitely. I mean, you're, you're, I don't have to tell you that. You already know that. So, um, I guess what I'm wondering, I mean, okay, so your girlfriend wants you to get back into it. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about what your girlfriend is telling you? I mean, I know I could do it because I'm smart, but there's always that lingering paranoia around your shoulder, you know? Sure. Because, I mean, you you never know what's going to happen. You don't know if, like, someone has if the feds have eyes on you or not. You just sure. never know. Sure. And I feel like, you know, that, that eats in, inside. Right. And, you know, listen, uh, this is hard because I try not to tell people what to do, but just to, like, lay it out here, what you've told me, it sounds like uh, you spent four years with this this paranoia that you're describing, like, weighing very heavily on you, and you got out of it, and now you're you're chilling. Um, I feel like a lot of the times, like you know, meeting a girl, getting her pregnant, that relationship uh, doesn't sound destined to work out. But it sounds like it's working out. It sounds like fatherhood's working out for you. Like you keep hitting all these very like lucky strides. Why would you want to jeopardize all the luck that you've received? I know, and like I mean, I've had. Um, I've had a close-ass call before, like, scary as shit. Nah, yeah, but I sure. just don't want to, like, go through that. Because, okay. like, if I would have got caught that one time, would have went prison easy. Yeah, dude. I mean... Okay, so... But, I mean... So... So so here, tell me tell me this. Let's say, let's say you go back to your girlfriend and you say, Listen, babe, um... You know, I get it. I get that uh, with some extra money, we could, you know, uh, get a better place to live, get some better stuff for our kid, this, that, the other thing. But uh, I'm not going back to that life. we got to find a better way to do it. You tell her all that. What do we think she says? How do we think? Would, would she be supportive of you and your decisions? Oh, definitely. But, you know, I bet she would, you know, give me that, like, fine, fucking whatever type shit, you know?
What are you, what are you leaning towards doing at, at, at the at this current point? See, I mean, the extra money would be nice. Don't get me wrong. It comes fast, but like you know, you said, and as most people know, as fast as it comes, it can get taken away just like that, even faster. Yeah, man, Tyler. I just I want to. I mean, like you. You, you you got you I like I don't even know if you know I mean you know how lucky you got with all this like in 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 many oh, yeah, of yeah. the aspects of your you you got lucky uh being able to deal drugs for four years and and not get caught you got lucky that this girl that you got pregnant that you guys are actually getting along with each other you got lucky that uh you know fatherhood is is coming natural to you and not you know giving you a hard time. Uh, you got lucky that you found uh, a nice job. Like you're you're sitting in all your blessings. Why would you want to fuck that up? For real, because then you know, if I get caught, that just means I leave her with two kids. If you get caught, you leave her with two kids. There's two. Uh, so there's a second kid. Uh, he was there before I came into the relationship. Okay, so she had not a mine, kid. but I treat him as my own. Okay, all right, so you got a whole family here. Oh, yeah, dude, got a dog, too. You're, li- you're living the white picket fence dream. You know, uh, uh, you, you you trade the white snow for the white picket fence. I don't know why I said that. But uh, I don't know why you would want to fuck that up, Tyler. Yeah, I know. Here, let's do that. What yeah. what else can what what before we go? What else can we do besides dealing drugs to bring in some extra money? Can 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 you at least ponder some of that? Because look, I get it. You want to hustle. You're 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 uh, clearly have an entrepreneurial spirit. You clearly care a lot about providing for your family. And those are all good uh, uh, instincts to have. But um, I just hope that you uh, follow those instincts productively. Oh, yeah, dude, I will. I mean, yeah, like, I'm a hustler. Like, anything that makes money, like, I've started doing uh, making rugs. I love it. Uh, I like make, making rugs. Sounds way oh, more legal <laughs> than dealing drugs. Oh, yeah, dude, shit's fun. Um, well, this yeah, is I mean, I can definitely find something. Do that. Do that. Okay, I don't like telling people what to do, but I'm gonna do that. Uh, do the rug thing. Uh, get artistic with it. Um, find better ways to bring in more money because I like like we've established a thousand times. You uh, have clearly gotten very lucky with this whole situation, and you don't want to fuck that up for no reason. Yeah, bro. All right. So Thank you. That's what I say to I the computer, Tyler. You know, I would. I would like to give a shout out to your screener. Forgot his name, but he is a bro. Beautiful. That was either Tim or Andrew. God, dude, I don't know. We were talking and he said he met you before you started. He was a mod in the Twitch and Discord. And then, you know, you just asked him to be a screener. Well, uh, Tyler, thank you very much for calling, and uh, good luck to you in your future endeavors. Yeah, bro. Take care, Lyle. Stay safe.
Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. That was an interesting one. Um, I'm, I, I don't know, I was baffled by this because he seemed like he had it made. Right? Because there's just so many things that could have gone wrong. With the drug dealing and with, you know, being a young father and uh, with, you know, uh, just sort of being in the situation with this other person where, you know, she got roped up in all this and those relationships are almost always fucking doomed to fail. But it worked out for him. It's just he keeps he keeps pressing luck, you know. But uh, he sounded like he sounded like he's a smart man who will hopefully make a good decision. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Thank you for sharing. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as mcdonald's transforms into the anime world of wickdonald's the greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili mcdonald's sauce to make your 10-piece wick nuggets fries and sprite ultra powerful unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at wickdonald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba go and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time while supplies last Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hello, Connor. Hello. Uh, how's life, Connor? Hi. Uh, it's okay. Life is life's okay right now. How are you doing, Mr. Gecko? Connor, it says here uh, you're 22 years old. You're from New York, and uh, you have an addiction to Gatorade. It says you drink eight bottles mm. a day, and as a result, your shit is whatever color of Gatorade you drink. Um... It also says here that you're planning to turn it into an art project by trying to see how colorful of a shit you can make by combining different Gatorade colors. I actually like that idea. Is this is this all accurate? Uh, yeah, that admittedly, yes. 
Okay, there's a lot of aspects to this that we need to get into, but let's start with the nature of your addiction. Um, uh, what what kind of Gatorade? Is it the Gatorade Zero? Is it the regular Gatorade? Is it the G2? Uh, it is... I like the ones that have the little, like, baby bottle at the top, because I feel like baby mm. when I drink it. Uh, like the really vertically tall ones, the skinny ones, and, like, any color. Hmm. You'll drink any color. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not biased based on based on the, the flavor or color. Do you have okay? So you're you are open to any color, but is there any color in particular that you are actively uh, the biggest fan of? Um, I'd say blue, and that's that's the scariest one. What do you mean by scary? Um. Uh, because like, like when I poop, like you can have like green poop and you could have like red poop based on like, like I don't know medical conditions. But like I don't know what medical condition gives you blue poop. So yeah, it's just so good but so bad at the same time. Like it's so wrong, so right. Um. So this Gatorade addiction is that uh, accurate? Eight bottles a day. Does that sound correct? Uh. Yeah. I'd say I'd say like eight bottles a day. Yeah. Okay. Um, and are they big bottles or are they the? Uh, you said it's the the one with the little nipple on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are like, like tall. Those are those are, those are pretty. Those are pretty tall bottles. So it's not like little mini bottles. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so you say it's starting to affect you. I know that we mentioned that it's affecting your shit, but is there other aspects of your body? your mind, your spirit that all this Gatorade is having any effect on? Um, it's definitely making me hate water. That's mm. for sure. Because, like, every time I drink water, I'm like, this isn't Gatorade. Mm. Mm. How long have we been uh, drinking Gatorade for? Um... For as probably as long as I can remember. Like uh, you I, know, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase that question. I know that you've been drinking Gatorade forever, but like uh, to this extent. Oh, uh, I guess it hasn't really become a problem until like this year, really, because I've just been like, I've just been buying like the multi packs now, yeah. and like the so like I'm buying in bulk now. Hmm. So what what do you think it is about Gatorade that has you so addicted? Is it the sugar? Is it the electrolytes? I honestly it used to be the flavor, like the sugar just like in general, but now I think it's like all I think it's I think it's I'm really just trying to make something like creative with this addiction now. I think it's now the the drive for like creative ambition through shit. Mm. Mm. Okay, so you are driven by the creative ambition to make a color of shit that nobody has ever seen before. Yeah, that's correct. And when we're talking about this shit, is it a singular color of shit or are you imagining sort of a tie-dye shit situation 
I think tie-dye would be the coolest, but so far it's been single colors, just blue or red, and I, I wanted to experiment to see if I can make purple or if I can make, like, orange out of yellow and red. Mm, that's ambitious. It's, uh, it's the, the, the artist quarrel, some would say. Uh, where do you where do you exhibit your work? Do you post online? Are you uh, starting some sort of gallery show? Mostly, it's just been been me, just like admiring it afterwards, and just yes. like kind of being proud of myself. But mm-hmm. I want to share it with the world, but I'm not sure how because I feel like that's so taboo, and nobody would want to see it. Here's okay. You know what? Here's the thing. You need to find a a, a a greater either social or philosophical issue that you can claim to be exploring through your colorful poops. Can you tie it somehow into climate change? Uh, can you tie it somehow into? Um, uh, uh, some sort of religious uh, uh, background of yours. What do, what do you think you could tie it to that might have some form of uh, artistic substance? Maybe I could like sell it as compost, like, like, like you were saying, like climate change, like kind of for the environment. Yeah. Because like everybody sees like everybody sees brown and like you know like. I want to be like, well, there's more, there's more just compost than, than usage. There's art. See, I already yeah, know what you're talking about, about, and that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. That's good. Then I can shock the world. Beautiful. I'm excited for you. Uh, let me know when your gallery opens. I, uh, you know what's funny is I know that we're fucking around right now, but I really do think if you, I really do think that if you sold this correctly, <laughs> you actually could exhibit you, photos of you your really, colors. You shits. think this is a million dollar idea? You no, no, no like I never said that. I never said it's a million dollar idea. I never said it's a million dollar idea, but I do. It. I want you to know. I say this genuinely. That if you really wanted to, and you really like put your mind to it, and you got like some nice, you bought like a nice camera, and you took really good photos of your different colored shits, and you like had them printed by like a quality printmaker, and you like were able to mount them and shit on like a canvas, I really genuinely do believe you could you could present it as art. You are the first person to ever say that you believe in my shit idea, and for that, I am thankful. Thank you, Therapy Gecko. Of course. Go get him, Connor. Shock the art world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Here's the thing. Tell I, I've been to all these like uh, contemporary art museums and stuff, and art is all about presentation if you put I'm, I'm this is something i think about all the time if you took a video of your dog on your iphone and you uploaded it to youtube and the title of the video was dog running around in field 
and it had zero views, it would just be some bullshit video on YouTube that nobody cares about. But if you rented a gallery and you, with like eight millimeter film, filmed your dog running around in a field and you projected it onto a wall and you got like a nice engraved title that said dog running around field, uh, uh, comma, 2022, and you put it in the MoMA or whatever, people would look at it and they would go, oh, yes, that's supposed to be here. That is art. So it's all about presentation. If you take pictures of your shit and you post them on Instagram just with your little phone filter, people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? But if you put it in a gallery and you present it to people as art, and that's their first impression of it, they they won't question you. They really won't. I hope Connor does it. If he doesn't, I might I might have to steal his idea. Because I, too, love Gatorade. I went to the Philadelphia Museum of Art uh, a while ago, because I used to live in Philadelphia. And there's a, ex- there's a piece there. See how I called it a piece? See how I'm, I'm about to get into this. I'm getting ahead of myself. But it's crazy that I call this a piece. But the fact that I just called it a piece unconsciously just now proves the entire point of the rant that I just went on. There's a piece in the Philadelphia Museum of Art of a it's a like little like old box TV. And uh, there's a recording, there's like a looping video on the TV of a clown. And the clown is just staring into the camera and it's going no 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 and that's it and it's in the philadelphia museum of art and i called it a piece just now if you dressed up as a clown and you took a front-facing camera iphone video of yourself yelling no 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 and you posted it on your on facebook people be like this guy's insane but if you do the same thing on a fucking old video camera and you put it on a stupid tv and you put it in an art museum people will call it a piece that's why connor's shit thing is not that crazy Bruce Nauman. Yes, there we go. That's that's what it is. Shout out to Bruce Nauman. All right. All right. That was my little gecko rant on art. I hope Connor does his thing. Hello. Hello. Hey, is this Joe from Oregon? Yes. Oh, my God. This is absolutely insane. Um, it, look, yeah, as insane as it is for you, it is, it is, it is even more insane for me that uh i find it insane that you find it insane to be on well the, the insanity is just going around then <laughs> yeah it really it, no it, um, the insanity really is going around um do you all right so here's the thing is i've been doing this thing uh normally on like when i'm like shucking and jiving on this thing I'll like like snap like bring it up immediately like oh Joe from Oregon your balls are twisted and your girlfriend hates you like whatever it is uh, or I or I can let you in your own words say the thing or how do you want to do this do you want to say what's going on do you want me to tell say what the call screener said I can say a thing and then from that thing we can say things to each other maybe I like that, that idea a lot I like that idea a lot all right you say your thing. 
All right. So um, this thing I wanted to talk about is something is a thing that happened probably when I was 12. I was 12 years old, I think. Sure. And uh, I was a very anxious 12 year old. I had a lot of uh, anxiety. Basically, anytime some small thing would happen to me, like I got a little cut on my finger, I would be like, oh, my God, I have necrotizing fasciitis. I'm going to my skin's going to fall off. You know, I was yeah. I was a, I was a freak. I was super anxious about everything. Um, well, anyways, um, I was playing paintball with friends and kind of just having a very normal day. And all of a sudden, um, we finished our game of paintball. We were leaving and I was sitting in the car. And all of a sudden, everything just kind of went weird. And it was kind of like, I don't know if you've just been really, really high before or it just feels like I have. I don't know. I mean basically the feeling of being extremely high but it was like pretty much like a dream i was like what the fuck's going on well listen it says right. here okay. it says here that you had an anxiety episode that you found out was called depersonalization that's what you're describing right yes or derealization de- there's there are different you know terms de- for it depersonalization uh it says you described the sensation known as visual snow. What is visual snow? Oh, oh. Okay, okay, okay. So, visual snow is... It, this is also something that kind of came along with this strange episode. Um, where it's like a staticky... Like a static to your vision. Like, your vision... It's kind of like when you look at a TV and like you see that static. But it's kind of just like... in general when you're just looking around it's just this strange like very very subtle static that's kind of just Mm -hmm. around when you're looking okay so you're 12 years old you're playing paintball you're in the car with uh, your other friends and this shit starts happening to you and it sounds like it's like very intense like like a psychedelic trip of some kind how do you react in the moment what what do you what do you what do you do do you freak out well, it, it, the best way I could describe the sensation of this was kind of like, it just felt like somebody fucking drugged me or something. Like, I was just on acid. I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, I don't know what's happening, but this is not right. And it was just like, I don't know, like, my heart started being really fast. And I, I didn't say anything because, obviously, it just it felt like if I said something, I would sound like an insane person. Um... So I kind of just sat there and just kind of tried to act as normal as possible until I got home. Um, and I was living with my dad at the time. This is, I don't remember what year this was, but I was around 12, 13, I think. And I just kind of like went home, went to my room for a little bit. And then eventually I just kind of was like, oh, hey, uh, hey, uh, dad, uh, this, this, there's something wrong. Like there's something really wrong. I don't know if my brain's broken or what's going on, but. Yeah, like I feel, I, I feel like I'm fucking, like I'm crazy. Like I don't know. Like, and how did your dad respond I, to that? He, it, it kind of was just like this back and forth for a while of just like he was like, "What? Well, what, what do you mean? Like, what? What? What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Like, you don't feel like something's right. Like, you don't don't feel like you're in reality. Like, uh, sure. are you on? Like." It's kind of funny. And and, uh, and like, while okay, you're having this back and forth with your dad, are you are you still experiencing the sensation? 
Oh, yeah. It, well, it was just like this kind of permanent sense of like, I kind of described it to the call screener like it was a video game, but really it was more like a dream. Like, it was just like, it, it just seemed like you, everything. for whatever reason, felt like you were in a dream or you were you were experiencing your life not from your own perspective. Yes, like almost exactly like this just that strange feeling you get in a dream where like people don't like I kind of like yeah like the only reason I said video game which is strange is because like we're talking to somebody felt like you're like talking to like an NPC like it was just like really like sure. what what is this well well okay okay I'm so kidding. so this happened to you when you were 12 years old you're 25 now so this was half your life ago in in any form yeah yeah in any form uh has this sensation appeared again to you so it went on for about like two or three months kind of just oh, like it will, uh, on a pretty uh, it it lasted two or three months like continuously yes yeah That's no and uh oh my god it was horrible and um luckily for me it was kind of on like a summer vacation from school, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, it, mm-hmm. it, it was just like it was just strangely good timing for something weird and horrible to happen like that. Um, but I never ended up, I, I ended up going like to a doctor and they were like, okay, well, we don't really know what to say. You know, it's not like there's anything physically wrong with you. So... You know, they're like, well, you could guess, I guess you could get like a cat skin or whatever. We didn't end up going down that route. Um, so there was, did you, did I you did a psychiatrist? To, yeah. So, so they referred me to like a psychiatrist and, uh, well, I don't know, like we were going to go down that route and start figuring, you know, trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Okay. But between me and my dad trying to decide what to do, we didn't, we didn't really end up doing that. It was more or less just. I guess me trying to self-manage this weird episode that, I mean, it was just like every day I thought, okay, I'll wake up and it'll be gone, but, you know. You know what's so weird I, is, I don't know. like, kind of... looking back on it, can I ask you, this is fucked up, but, like, you're 25 years old, and, like, you know, I remember being 13, and, and in a weird way, when I look back on my memories of, like, being 13 in the summer, they feel, like, oddly psychedelic. Was it... Was any part of this, looking back on it, like kind of fun? Oh man, I wouldn't really say fun. I mean, like I, was, like I said, I was an absolute wreck back then when it came to anxiety, leading up to this point. And so this this whole episode kind of just—I mean, I didn't talk, I didn't hang out with friends, I didn't really talk to many people. I kind of just. And I don't know if this made this worse, but I just kind of secluded myself to my house, to my room. I was constantly looking online, trying to look for answers because, yeah, I mean, I didn't really feel like there was many factual. Okay, so so it so it was you know. not fun. Yeah, it was pretty much the opposite of fun. Yeah. It was, okay. It was, all right. No, no, you you don't have to dark. yes and me on that. <laughs> I was just saying. I, mean, I just didn't know because I mean, look, the, well, I mean, I, the only reason I ask is because you know people take drugs. To intentionally achieve the effects that you're describing, uh, you know, for recreational purposes. So I didn't know if if it was fun, but 
But okay, you're telling me it's oh, absolutely, fun. yeah. I believe you. Um, okay, so so to sort of wrap this up, your twenty and what I what I wanted to know, and I feel like we got sidetracked off of this into something um, because you were telling me that it lasted for three months, which goddamn, that's crazy. So I, okay, to wrap that part up real quick, it just faded away after three months. How, how, how did that happen? Well, I don't know. So it's either okay. It's either, and this is just my own kind of theory, it's either it went away or I sort of got used to that feeling of just strange, I don't know, but at a certain point it kind of started feeling like, okay, I can manage, you know, this part of my life, I could go outside, I can, you know, I can go. Cause, I mean, ended up going back to school and all that. And so it was kind of just like, I guess, gradually being forced back into the world. I started feeling a little more at ease, a little more. I don't know if that's even a good way to describe it. But All right. So this kind of thing it, of, of you saying you don't even know, you don't even know if it went away. Maybe you just adjusted to it almost brings me into <laughs> uh, what I wanted, what I really wanted to get at before we go is, um, you all right? Like I said, this happened half your life ago. You were twelve. You're tw- you're twenty five now. Uh, yeah. How, how do you feel now? Like has this has this depersonalization thing happened to you at any other stage of your life? Has it uh, uh, resurfaced? Do you have any connection to it uh, uh, mentally? You know, right now, like what what do you wh- where where does this issue stand with you contemporarily? temporarily i would say i haven't had any more like very intense episodes like that um i do still struggle with like anxiety just as in general um i have gone to different therapists and have been kind of diagnosed with like some uh what's it called it's like a general anxiety type of thing but um i don't take medications and um it's it's kind of just been a self managing thing, which I don't obviously I don't think that's the best method. I think I probably could use more um, <laughs> medical or you know therapy, but um, it I don't know I it, it is I have not had anything as substantial as that recur, but the visual snow actually is something that I still that is still happening, and I have still not had a uh, explanation of what that is. And you're telling me, just I, I, you're telling me that when the visual snow happens, there's not a single part of you that's like, all right, this is kind of cool. Okay, so one way I could describe: if you're in complete darkness in a room, yeah. it is fucking just like pure TV static. Like it looks fucking weird. I mean, it's it's really strange. I went to an eye doctor. They said, okay, your eyes are fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with your eyes. Um, the only thing that we have not done, like I said, has been like a brain scan to see like, I don't know if there's something physically wrong with my brain, which maybe it would be a good step to do. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking weird. I wouldn't say it's fun or cool, but it's, it's interesting. (laughs) Hmm. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's weirdly interesting to hear you say that, uh, you, you know, when you were twelve, you don't know if you if it went away or if you just adjusted to it. Like, like you don't like. like there's I mean, no way that you still feel like that now, but but you just kind of 
you know, learned to live in your own perception of reality. It, it may be just my, I am living my own version of reality. I mean, fuck. I mean, it's, it's weird to say it that way, but maybe. <laughs> Is I mean, I am talking to, to a gecko on the, com- the, on the computer. It's true. You are talking to a gecko on the computer, which is a classically psychedelic experience. Um, So you (laughs) could still be uh, depersonalized right now. But is there anything you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, I guess just, you know, take care of your mental health and uh, just, I don't know. Fucking... I don't, yeah, that's, you know, I didn't prepare anything. I'm sorry. But yeah, just, 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 you know, mental health is important, guys. Uh, Thank you for calling, Joe. I appreciate you sharing your story. Hey, thank you. Love you, Gek. I almost, like, I think I got, like, a weird contact high from that call. Because I don't remember the last I oh I'm in a weird headspace right now I don't remember the last I I remember being present for the last five minutes of that call but I don't remember the first five minutes I only remember the second half of that call I don't know if it's I got some weird contact high from the subject matter I don't know if I'm bullshitting myself right now but I don't remember the beginning of that call. I only remember this. I only remember the last five minutes. The beginning of that call for me is um, in some nether place. I mean, I have it recorded, so I can go back and look at it, and I'll go, "Oh, right." But if I just have to go off of my my currently existing memory with no sort of photographic elements, the first half of that is. Uh, is in some nether region. This was weird. This was a weird thing. This put me in a weird headspace. Thank you. What was his name? Joe? Was it Joe? I think it was Joe. Hold on. Let me check. Joe, 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 Joe. Yeah, it was Joe. Thank you for sharing your story, Joe. At Amica Insurance... We know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, Nikki. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Uh, how are you doing, Nikki? Oh shit. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good right now. Um, talking to the gecko on the computer. 
Um, it is an honor to be a, a gecko talking on the computer to you, Nikki. Um, it says here that you are 20 years old from California uh, and that you think... Yeah. This is a very interesting thing that we're about to get into here. I have a lot of questions about this. I'm going to say it. It says here that you think you gave your best friend and your enemy, Chlamydia, in a threesome. You're worried about telling them that you might have been the one to give them Chlamydia. Okay, so this is a two-parter here. Uh, I assume you're calling to mm -hmm. talk about the, the fact that you're worried about telling them. And we'll get to that. But first, I want to know... How exactly you got involved with a threesome in a threesome with not just your best friend but also your enemy? Who is this enemy that you had? Tell me about this enemy. Oh yeah, no this. So the enemy is a boy that her and I both hooked up with separately. Um, but she hooked up with him first, and like he's kind of in our friend group here, but like. He comes over sometimes, and, like, they started hooking up, maybe. They hooked up, like, twice, and um, I, I I had a boyfriend at that time. I broke up with him, and then I started hooking up with him, but I asked her permission, and she said it was chill, so I went for it and ended up not being chill and putting a damper on our friendship. We got over it because we... We're best friends, but like she was mad at me for a while, and you know, I didn't actually really like him. I just kind of hooked up with him. So, so wait a minute. Wait, hold on. That, hold on. I, 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 how is he your enemy? What has he done to to? I mean, because because listen, Nikki, enemy. I mean, that's a strong, it's a strong label. It's someone who's really, really wronged you. Not not just once, but continually, like a like a. I mean, an enemy, that's not just somebody who pissed you off once. That's a recurring antagonist in your life. What what has he done to gain this title of enemy? Well, you know, maybe he's not an enemy to the extent, but he is the worst. Like, he, like, just is just so egotistical and, like, really bugs all my friends and like after he caused this damper on me and my best friend's friendship the whole friend group is kind of turned against him because they realized how like much he like boasted about like hooking up with both of us and like he's just a egotistical asshole so you gave him chlamydia yes I did. I well, I don't know. All right. See, like, All right. So, 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 you're concerned about telling you. Okay. So you had a threesome with this guy and your friend, and you you think that you might have given them chlamydia, and you're afraid to tell them. You know, I he's he put okay. He put us both in a group chat after we had the threesome, um, and texted us and said you know he said i got tested and i have it and we both were kind of like fuck we both got tested we both have it and um i i was kind of thinking back i was like well you know i could have given it to them because i had hooked up with somebody in between the time i hooked up with him and the threesome and i never got tested 
Look, here's the thing, uh, Nikki. Chlamydia. Yeah. Uh, chlamydia is not that bad. I've said it before on this podcast. No, I've had chlamydia twice. I'm fine. You know, you take a pill. No. And you're done. You know, it's not like you gave them like AIDS. You know, yeah. No, this is humbling to hear because, like, I'm freaking out. I did take the pills, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine now. I didn't have any, any symptoms, but just the thought of like giving my best friend and my enemy chlamydia—it's like a win and, and a lose. But like chlamydia, it just Nikki, has a gross. Nikki, thing, Nikki, but- Nikki, just, just, just. Well, first of all, I, I'm. There's a couple things here. First of all, it sounds like um you. I mean, look, sure, you had sex with this other person, and then you had sex with them. So like. But I mean, look, we don't know who we don't know who your friend was having sex with. We don't know who this guy was having sex with. So, could have been anyone. At this point, well, because yeah, because here's the thing, right? It could have been anyone. Because we don't know who your we don't know who your friend's been having sex with. We don't know who this guy's been having sex with. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? It does it even matter at this point who gave who what? I mean, you're all gonna take the pill. You're all gonna be fine. Um. Uh, maybe in the future, I don't know. Maybe you learn a lesson of some kind of, of, of you know, uh, uh, STDs are bad or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, the who did what is like what? What is anyone even going to do with that information? That's uh, you know remotely productive. But if it makes you feel better, I mean, you don't know for sure it was you unless if you got tested beforehand and then you had sex with them, which that would have been bad. But that's not really what happened. Uh. I, I don't I don't really think that um you know I mean like I said it's anyone's guess as to who was patient zero here. Yeah. No, that's true. Like I guess it doesn't matter in the end, but you know it sucks. Like everybody, because he told all his friends and all my friends know. And now it's just because STDs, they are like embarrassing. Like it is stigmatized, but it's like, damn, we all like had a threesome and got the It shouldn't be embarrassing. It it means you got laid. And that's who doesn't like to brag about getting laid. It's like, how is it? How can it be both a, a, a stigma, but also a thing that everyone's bragging about all the time? Yeah. Well, because, I mean, that kind of touches on the lines of, like, gender norms. Because, like, if a girl's bragging about sex, she's thought of as a slut. But if a boy's bragging mm-hmm. about a threesome, he's, like, a king. And, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and then you mm-hmm. add chlamydia to the mix, and it's just, what the fuck? I don't know anymore. Well, uh, listen, you know, you don't have to subscribe to gender norms. You can subscribe to uh, whatever the fuck you want, Nikki, you know? Uh, uh, Word. uh I, what do you, what do you, what do you feel in your heart is is the right thing to do? Well, I know my best friend wouldn't care if I gave her chlamydia. The guy, you know, he's a slut himself, so he could have definitely given it to us. Like, you know, maybe I'm kind of a slut, but it's just like it doesn't matter. I guess in the end. You totally doesn't point. matter like, in the end. I that's the, I would I would put a period there. Honestly, I don't think it matters. Uh, I mean, look, here's what matters. Here's what does. Here's what matters. Is is look, 
What's your name? Nikki? I've said it 5,000 times. Nikki, uh, all that matters... Nikki. All that matters is that you be safe, all right? You be confident in whatever choices you're making to do in your life. Uh, and that's 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 it at the end of the day. That made me feel better. I appreciate Good. that. Good. Is there is there anything that you want to say to the people at the computer before we go, Nikki? You should trip on streams. It's the best and most awesome thing you could do. It changed my life. I'll think about it. I I, I I feel like I'm gonna permanently like develop a Twitch or something, and then I can't be a gecko on the computer anymore. I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. Good luck to you in your future endeavors, Nikki. Yes, thank you so much, Gag. Nikki forever. See ya. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as mcdonald's transforms into the anime world of wickdonald's the greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili wickdonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries and sprite ultra powerful unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at wickdonald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba go and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time while supplies last